What's cooking, everybody? It's Thursday, September 10th. We're both dying over here after hitting the gym for the first time in six months, and this is the Poor Couples Food Guy Deep Dish Podcast, where we do a deep dive on all your favorite foods. I'm your host, Poor Couples Food Guy Eric, aka The Goose, aka at Lost Forest on Instagram. And with me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Poor Couples Food Guide Meg, aka Lay Skunk, aka at Mega Skunk on Instagram. Hello. And together, we are the poor couple who are actually fresh off of a five-day weekend. We hope you're not hungry for some tasty knowledge facts, because today your main course is going to be a big old nothing burger, because we are off topic. So yeah, this is our second episode that we're doing off topic, and uh, I don't know if we mentioned before, but this is basically just going to be like the run of mill we're going to do for the future of Deep Dish, for the foreseeable future at least. We'll do three episodes that are on topic, that'll be the usual format, like we pick a dish, we go over its history and all that good shit, and then the fourth week, every fourth episode, we'll have an off topic episode like this, where we just you know, pick some random garbage to talk about, and, uh, you know, maybe it'll be tangentially related to food, and maybe it won't be. Mostly, it's just gonna be a buffer week, because, uh, man, the research for this show yeah. is actually way harder than we were expecting. There's a lot of information out there. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of information, especially on food, and, uh, as you'll see with next week's episode with Chicken Tikka, oh my god, I just spoiled it. <laughs> oh well. Well, if you're still listening, then there you go. That's your uh, that's your hot like <laughs> intel for next week. Pretend I don't say that, and then try really hard to guess next week's topic. Uh, but yeah, like uh, a lot of foods have like weird disputed histories and all these different origin stories and people claiming they invented it. And no, they invented it. They invented it. So yeah, it's, uh, we, we need that off week to try to just like catch up and get to the next topic and like i said it's just mostly a buffer so but uh yeah we'll we'll still have some fun stuff to talk about we'll do a uh we'll do an edition of shitty old recipes since that seems to be a favorite with our fans um yeah this uh, as we mentioned we had a five-day weekend this past weekend because it was uh not just labor day but it was also our first wedding anniversary oh yeah happy anniversary happy Scott. anniversary yeah. um we don't really have any fun food stories from it. We we went to a farm. We bought some ice cream from yeah. some some cute cows, and um, we got cheese. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be in part of dinner tomorrow. Night. Yeah, that's gonna be sandwiches. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be... no wait flatbreads. I thought flatbreads are kind of a sandwich. They're like an open faced sandwich. They're kind of a pizza too, though. There's gonna be cheese tomorrow. Yeah. We're gonna find. We're gonna There's figure gonna out a way. There's gonna be fresh mozzarella. Yeah, there'll be fresh mozzarella. Yeah, this uh, we get it. There's uh, there's a place out east on Long Island. They have uh, colloquially we refer to like the end of Long Island as the South Fork and the North Fork. You know, everyone says Long Island looks like it's shaped like a fish. You have the fish tail at the end, and the 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 southern one is the South Fork, and the northern one's the North Fork. Pretty self-explanatory. The North Fork is where all the farms and stuff are. South Fork, that's where you get all the, like... Rich people. Rich people, Hamptons and stuff, and, uh, yeah, but we went to the North Fork, where, uh, there's a place called Goodale Farm, and they're located in... Aquabog. Yeah, Aquabog. There, it's... I like the name Aquabog, because, honestly, it sounds like the town, uh, the name of a town from, like, an RPG or something. That's, that's the water town. Aquabog, city on the water. (laughs) It's not spelled just, like... The word aqua and bog, though. So. Yeah. It, uh, actually, weirdly enough, I don't even know if it's that close to the water. 
it's no, kind of close. Riverhead. It's yeah, it's by well, it's by Riverhead. It's not right on the water though, but yeah. but yeah, Goodale Farm. It's uh, it's located right in Aquabog, New York, and they got a lot of goats, a lot of cows, and you can pet the cows. You can pet the goats, so yeah. you can see all the cuddly, cute animals that are that are you know shooting milk out <laughs> to create some yummy cheeses and ice cream for you. I recommend um, going in the spring when there's the baby goats because they're really adorable and soft. Oh, yeah. They're very soft. They're very licky. They like licking. Nibbling. They like nibbling. If you have anything loose <laughs> on you, like keys or like ribbons or anything, like say goodbye to it. They're going <laughs> to nibble that shit off in like five seconds. But, uh, yeah, there there's a lot of cool farms out there. Like we said, the, the South Fork of Long Island, that's where you get all your like rich shit. Like the Hamptons. Montauk is like the, the furthest east end of Long Island. What like uh, you get all those like douchey bumper stickers that say the end. All it means is they went to Montauk yeah. and they uh, they spent seven dollars for a bumper sticker. <laughs> Believe it or not, it's funny when people actually talk about the Hamptons. Like mostly, it just really means like East Hampton. Like uh, we were thinking about this yesterday. There's well, like it means all of the Hamptons, but people think of just East Hampton yeah. basically. Yeah, everyone outside of uh, New York thinks of the Hamptons, they think of East Ham. There's like, we were saying yesterday, there's like seven Hamptons or something. There's, 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 there's East Hampton, there's West Hampton. South Hampton. South Hampton. Bridge Hampton. West Hampton Beach, Bridge Hampton, like you said. Hampton Bays. Hampton Bays. So yeah, there's, there's a whole bunch of them. But like I said, the only one that like really counts that people think of is East Hampton. The rest of the Hamptons, like West Hampton, West Hampton Beach, they're just like pretty upscale neighborhoods with like, everyone has a tennis court. Yeah. East Hampton is where you get, like, celebrity sightings and, like, mansions and shit. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's nothing special, though. It's basically just like, hey, do you like paying double for all the food you could get everywhere else for way cheaper? Then do we have the place for you? And you might see Kim Kardashian. Yeah, and you might see Kim Kardashian or her ass or... Or, or J-Lo. Or, or both. Or J-Lo. I, don't I honestly, like, I don't go to East Hampton that often. Uh, most of my work takes me to West Hampton. But uh, the few times I've been in East Hampton, I've never seen any celebrities. But then again, I don't know what most celebrities <laughs> look like because, uh, I don't know, I don't watch a lot of television. Uh, to me, celebrities are these, like, weird, like, niche semi-famous people that like no one else knows about like i could tell you like the voice actors of dragon ball z and like uh, uh like i don't know like the lead programmer from like retro studios but uh if you told me to like pick like chloe kardashian out of a lineup and held a gun to my head uh you'd be going to my funeral a few days after that because fuck but yeah, um, we we did celebrate our first anniversary. That wasn't just like a plot ploy. <laughs> we we did sell. We got married last year, September seventh. So we uh, we we took a nice five day weekend. And uh, one of the things we did was we went out to to the East End and we had some fun. We went on some adventures. A lot of fun. Yep, it was nice. We you wanted dockside dining, which ended up meaning getting takeout from a restaurant <laughs> and like sitting at this bench or like picnic table that was in a park in riverhead but yeah. like it was on nice. the river so yeah. it was dockside we made it dockside. Yeah. We forced it uh yeah and we we um i i feel bad because kind of fucked up your presence this year because uh i didn't know we were gonna do the whole like traditional wedding anniversary gifts but apparently we are so i like doing i think they're fun i'm so. sorry See, here's my problem, was when it came time for our anniversary... Well, first of all, we were both vastly unprepared for our anniversary. Well, yes, as everyone <laughs> in 2020 is just 
unprepared for everything. <laughs> like, first of all, haven't even gotten to go on our honeymoon yet. Yeah, that's still backed up. Japan then, is still waiting for us to get there. And then trying to plan a trip for our anniversary was like, what do we do? We could go camping for the seventh time this year. And it's like, no, we could. there's like two states we can go to yeah, where we don't have to quarantine yeah. for 14 days so afterwards. That doesn't help, so. That's how we ended up with staycation, but we didn't even decide on that until like a week before. Yeah, And then much. like at that time we were like, shit did you think of presents yet it's like nope. Oh. <laughs> nope yeah we had that was a that was a fun conversation to have so yeah but um yeah i especially because usually we make our presents too yeah, that too we usually make handmade presents yeah, so basically i i just treated it like it was your birthday i i got you a cool shirt from one of our favorite podcasts that we listen to time suck and uh and a cute plushie and you got a thoughtful gift that actually matches the theme of it was the, still a panic buy though was, for the record the, that the the theme of first anniversaries being paper paper yeah so so i got print i got a, a like explorer goose print and then like a cute skunk with flowers print so yeah so nice and like semi-personal and matching the paper theme so uh you know um if we wait a year second anniversary is cotton so actually if we could just like do like a time skip where you just like forget everything. I'll get you a makeup present and I'm going to take that shirt and that, that, uh, that skunk plushie and I'm going to give them to you next year. Cause they'll fit the cotton theme. Perfect. Sounds good. Yeah. We actually though, like when we were looking into this, there's actually a lot of like really wacky and stupid and just <laughs> weird, like anniversary gifts that you're supposed to give each other i don't even know who invented this stupid list but like it's fun to take a look at um like uh we're, the one we were looking at was from hallmark and you know there's like some of your like traditional ones like uh you got gold and silver but then you get into some weird ones like there was uh what was where was it um Sorry, I got distracted because I realized it says at the top for, like, more information. Like, you can click the anniversary for, like, um, for to learn more about each individual anniversary theme. So, like, there's even more, like, uh, in there. Ooh. Well, it is from Hallmark.com. <laughs> so, you know, they basically just may name their website, we want to sell you shit.com. <laughs> yeah, 59th anniversary. This one was really 59th wedding anniversary is charity. I'm so, going to click it. I'm going to see what they say. <laughs> Hallmark suggests for your 59th wedding anniversary charity, Hallmark suggests that you donate money to Hallmark <laughs> in the form of purchases from Hallmark. Let's see. Yeah, like, basically, it's like you don't even get a present. You just, like, donate to other things. Uh, it I... says for spouses, like, for a budget, give them an adopted endangered animal such as a tiger panda bear or polar bear cub through a wildlife conservation group and support a good cause by ordering a gift from the organization's online store and then the splurge is give to a good cause and get your names immortalized on a brick bench or plaque and then for another couple just give to a charity in their name see now i i this list doesn't work for me because i'd much rather just have like an endangered animal like i just want a tiger i know or, every time what? i see those commercials on tv where Adopt it's like yeah i'm like i'll take a tiger yeah, yes fucking, please yeah, give, give it to me right now just make sure it has like a muzzle on it and like preferably uh you know one that's declawed even though i know that's super <laughs> inhumane but uh yeah they have like uh another good one is 35th anniversary is coral which 
Uh, that one's kind of out there. Seems kind of uh, what, unsustainable. What you, yeah, to say the least. <laughs> like, what do you just? Uh, the the world's coral is suffering and coral blight is a real problem. But also give it to your uh, your husband or your wife on your anniversary day. Yeah. What do you give someone like as a coral gift? Uh, well, if you want to splurge, you can travel the world visiting coral reefs in Hawaii, Mexico, Honduras, Fiji, and Indonesia. What real human being is just like, good news, honey, it's our coral anniversary, so we're going on a trip to Fiji. Or you can go to Cape Coral in Florida. Don't you have relatives there? I do have relatives in Cape Coral. I don't think they actually have coral in Cape Coral, though. I think it's just kind of like, uh, just a lot of suburbs and houses and, like, some, like, canals and boats and shit. Apparently, it could also just count as the color, because the budget one is, like, adorn your home-cooked dinner for two with coral napkins and candles. Mm, I don't know about that. Going, like, scuba diving or something would be fun, but, like... I like that for the 10th anniversary, they have tin or aluminum. Yeah, that seems chintzy. I like that. Like, you made it 10 years. Like, in today's modern society where, like, most marriages don't last or whatever. Like, you made it 10 years. Congratulations. Get the cheapest, shittiest, and, like, most affordable, like, metal that there is. The metal that, like, you use to wrap up leftovers. (laughs) Get a gift made out of it. If you gave me aluminum that was full of leftover pizza, I'd be okay with that. Noted. See you in 10 years. (laughs) Another thing I really like is that starting with the 21st anniversary <laughs> is it just turns into like Avatar The Last Airbender because <laughs> 21 is fire, 22 is water, and then 23rd is air, and then 24th is stone or earth. So it's just like fire, water, air, earth, the four kingdoms combined. And they had a really good anniversary because they had bought things from Hallmark. <laughs> How do you do a fire gift? Um, there's probably lots of awesome options that are way better than the lame ones Hallmark suggests, which are enjoy a romantic dinner at home lit by dozens of or 21 candles. Uh, okay. Or the splurge, buy an outdoor fire pit and make some s'mores. That's, that's, that's not a good wedding gift or not a good anniversary. You can do that anytime. Yeah, you do that any day. We did that like a couple of weeks ago. We went camping and it was... Oh, there's also a visit an active volcano though. So. Whoa, that, that's, a, that's, that's a big jump in the other direction. Like, all right, honey, I've planned out our ideas for anniversary gifts for each other this year. Wedding anniversary option one is we can go outside and spend 75 cents on a bag of marshmallows and we can have a nice marshmallow roast. Or we can spend $13,000 and travel to the tallest mountain in Hawaii and stare into an active volcano. Oh, man. Water is another weird one, too. Like, what do you... Is, uh, Hallmark's just going to suggest you go scuba diving. I think every one of these is going to be, like, go on a trip. Spend lots and lots of money to go on a trip. But, like, for normal people, what do you do as a water gift? Uh, water bottle? I think go to an aquarium. I bought you a cat because <laughs> live animals are, like, 97% water. Although, I don't want a cat. We're both large cats. We kind of went to the aquarium. That's true. We yeah, were we outside did, the aquarium. We did go, yeah, we... We, uh, we looked at the seals. Long Island Aquarium... Like, uh, budget advice, guys, if you're ever vacationing on Long Island and you don't want to spend $35 to get into the Long Island Aquarium, go outside the aquarium, and they have the seals outside in a pool, like, in just, like, the front, like, entrance. And anyone can go there. It's open to the public. You can just walk off the sidewalk and just go look at some seals for, like, 10 minutes for free. Yeah, I like the seals. They're good guys. They're good guys. They're just water dogs. 
Let's see. Let's, uh, I'm trying I, to see what air is, but then I clicked water again by accident. I like the, you know, they they really hold off on some of the good ones until, yeah. like, the like gold is 50. you got to earn that shit. Yeah, I get, you give gold away all the time. Diamond is 60th anniversary. 55th anniversary, you get emeralds. 56 and 55 are, or no, 56 and 57 are day and night, which is a little uh, abstract. What do you do with that? It, do they just do another candlelit dinner for, for nighttime? Uh, let's see. What I really That's like. stupid. What? For budget, it says watch a movie with day in the title. Wow. If you've been married for 56 years or whatever, and your anniversary gift is, honey, we're going to sit down and we're going to watch a movie on Netflix. We're going to Netflix and chill. And then the splurge is just take a day trip to a nearby town. <sighs> stupid. Well, I do like that a lot of these anniversaries, you could actually, uh, yeah, there's there's quite a bit. You could just do, like, Pokemon for a mm -hmm. lot of these. Like, there's, uh, okay, so there's gold, Pokemon gold. There's silver, Pokemon silver. Uh, there's rubies and sapphire, also Pokemon mm -hmm. games. Day and night could be for sun and moon. There you go, sun and moon, day and night. Um, fire, Pokemon fire red. Honestly, like I'm, I I'm joking around, but at the same time, like if you like went out and bought like an original copy of like Pokemon Silver, I think those games are like actually expensive because they're like old and sought after. <laughs> so it wouldn't even be like the weirdest present you could get somebody. And then 46th anniversary is just games. So all the ones that haven't fit into the other there categories yet just get games. Then 44th is electronics, which is weird because I feel like this list was made probably like 70 years mm -hmm. ago or something when like the only electronics you could buy someone is like a television that looks like a piece of shit or like a radio that's just like, everything sounds like this coming into the radio. <laughs> but for now like then you can use electronics to get the game system to play the pokemon games on 52nd <laughs> is funny 52nd is bath or spa which that's not like i i would i would be into that like we go to hit spa day like i like bath bombs and stuff not really your thing you don't like taking baths so so here's here's what we do for 52nd anniversary i'll go get like a nice regular standard bath and you can take a mud bath Okay. Sound good? Yeah. And, oh, you know what? That one, where were we? Uh, this one was a good one. Uh, I like how 53rd anniversary, you guys have been married for 53 oh, yeah. years. Five decades. You guys had to have gotten married when you were, like, in your 20s and survived well into your 70s. And lo and behold, for the 53rd anniversary... The gift that you give each other? Plastic. <laughs> what the hell? Plastic? <laughs> What's even shittier is Hallmark's suggestion. What is Hallmark's suggestion for plastic? For budget, it says nothing screams plastic like a credit card. No, you know that one store they're always talking about? Give them a gift card to it and hope it's the Hallmark store. <laughs> and then the splurge is get them a great pair of designer sunglasses, but like... Designer sunglasses are probably not plastic. They're probably like metal and actual glass and shit. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I was th I'm thinking like plastic. You just you go to the quarter machine at like King Cullen and you pop like two quarters and you get a, like a cool glow in the dark plastic ring. Yeah, that's there you go. Pla 
Oh, it's and then like it's weird because there's like modern and then there's traditional UK. I like in the UK there's apparently a 90th anniversary which <laughs> I don't know if anyone's actually reached it yet. Have you re- yeah, has anyone hit 90th anniversary? Like, if we even, got married when we were 1 years old and if, then we are 91. If even like the queen in England hasn't hit a 90th anniversary yet, yeah. then like I don't think anyone is. Yeah, but the 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 here's the real payoff is if you survive, if you somehow against the odds, you guys somehow celebrate your 90th wedding anniversary, granted. <laughs> Nothing screams we've been together for almost a century like a big old fucking heavy rock. It symbolizes the sturdiness of your relationship. Diamond is harder than granite, though. Isn't granite what they made it like countertops and shit out of? Yeah. Uh, we could go on and on and on with these. They're just so bizarre. Like, if if you got if any of your couples are out there, like, uh, want to laugh or just want to like meticulously plan out the rest of your life uh, in terms of just buying stupid shit. So you know what I'll be doing. Yeah. Uh, go go give it a look because you know you can get some some real winners. Like, uh, uh, forty eight is home improvement, which doesn't seem like I feel like most couples like they get married and with a few years of owning a house, they're just already working on home improvement. Imagine waiting 48 years to like start your like the big home improvement project. That window's been missing for the past 40 years, but this is the year we're finally gonna cover it up. Well, it's like appliances is 18. Yeah, that's that's yeah, same thing. People get appliances and shit when they move into their houses. Like, I don't know. Fourth anniversary is all is cute, but also like kind of crummy, kind of lame for a wedding anniversary. Fruit or flowers? Yeah. Like. I choose fruit, please, because flowers will probably make me sneeze. No, you don't like flowers. I like flowers, but they don't like me. Okay. They make me sneeze. What about hydrangeas? You like hydrangeas? Yeah, because they don't have much pollen. Okay, so we just need... What about... What about reflesias, the big smelly flowers? They don't have pollen. I don't know. I've never been near one. All right, well, after that, that'll be, um... I don't know. 20th anniversary is China. We'll go to China and we'll find (laughs) one. I don't even think they're native to China, but... Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, like I said, er, here's a good one to end on. 34th anniversary, not wide open at all for your 34th anniversary, (laughs) food. That's the perfect one for us, though. Food. It's the perfect one for us, but it's just like, how do you make that special? Like, good news, honey. I know we just went out to eat on Monday, but it's our anniversary. So today we're going to go out to eat again. But now it's special because food is the 34th wedding anniversary. (laughs) Yeah. The Hallmark suggestions are just like bake them something delicious. Take a cooking class together. Oh boy, Go do something special by cooking at home. Nobody does that. Uh Hallmark, you suck. <laughs> hey guys, so just as a heads up, uh, we had some technical difficulties this episode, which actually kind of messed up the audio recording for this week's edition of Dessert and Shitty Old Recipes. So. Still funny, still full laughs, but uh, mic levels are kind of spiked for me, so uh, hopefully it doesn't give you too much of a headache. So we left it in anyway, just because it is a pretty, pretty bad recipe. So, in spite of that, enjoy! Huh, alright. Just because it's an off-topic episode doesn't mean we're not going to have any recurring columns or, uh, you know, fun stuff to do besides just, like, talking endlessly about dumb shit. So, uh, I know we've done it 
past couple of episodes in a row, but we're going to play another round of shitty old recipes because it's the gift that keeps on giving. And by the gift that keeps on giving, I mean it's kind of like food poisoning in that <laughs> just when you think it's over, it's not over, and it's, it's never going to be over. <laughs> so... If this is your first time, Shitty Old Recipes is a game that we like to play where we delve into the worst recipes that we can find in the old-timey cookbooks on our shelves or on the annals of the internet. One of us reads the title, and the other tries to guess what sort of horrible abomination ingredients make it up. Today, I'll be guessing, and Meg here is going to be reading the recipe, so let's get started. Okay, so this week's Shitty Old Recipe... I found in the Questionable Vintage Recipes group on Facebook. A real gold mine. It is. Um, it's from a cookbook a person posted that was her grandma's. It's called Pascagoula Kitchen Secrets. Women's mm. Society of Christian Service, First Methodist Church, Pascagoula, Mississippi. Pascagoula sounds like a Batman villain. That that sounds like that sounds like an evil villain from like the Legion of Doom or like some sort of like Etrian abomination monster. Not a uh, thing that I want to name a cookbook after. Well, that's the that's the town. Well, also I could be pronouncing so... it wrong. I feel like I put like a lot of Italian in it, but like who knows how they pronounce it in Mississippi? Oh yeah, they probably hey, it's a good old Pascagoula. <laughs> that's what I thought. Honestly, I thought it was something Italian when you first said it. <laughs> Uh, All right, what are, what's our recipe today? What am I looking at? Creamy sea loaf. Creamy sea loaf. Yes. Those are three <laughs> words that should not be combined ever. <laughs> Creamy sea loaf. Oh, mmm. All right, well, this one's extra bad because I do not like seafood for the most part. I like sushi and I like seaweed, so there's no seaweed in this, is there? um no there's no seaweed yeah okay that would be too easy um okay well it's a loaf so i'm gonna guess flour no um hmm wasn't expecting that (laughs) i this is a loaf right i mean it's a loaf meatloaf is also a loaf oh that's true this isn't another jello recipe is it um i feel like not technically doesn't include gelatin yes oh man another one of these these are horrible oh no okay well uh so we got gelatin it's got to have water because you didn't guess what flavor gelatin there's a flavor (laughs) no no it's flavored yes jesus do you want to guess you want me to just tell you um is it cherry? No. Is it pineapple? No. Oh, no. Is it lime? Close. What the fuck is it, then? Lemon. Oh, lemon? Yes. Oh, oh no. So it just got lemon jello or whatever. Yeah. One package lemon gelatin. <sighs> Okay, so we got jello. I think you're starting to say water. We got there water, is water. Jello and water. Oh no. Does it have shrimp in it? No, there's no shrimp. Oh, okay. Does it have tuna fish? Yes. Oh god, I was joking! <laughs> I thought it was Oh, it's got tuna fish? 
Where'd you think the sea came from? I thought it might have been like, I don't know, fish. Like, I don't know, like chunks of fish or like some, not just like, well, okay, you know what? tuna. You know, I should, silly me, of course. I should have realized it's a creamy seafood loaf or whatever. So yeah, tuna fish is creamy, of course. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, uh, Please don't tell me it has more sugar in it. Does it? Uh, no. Oh, th- okay, good. It's just got a little bit of, a lot of sugar from the jello. Oh, no. Okay. What am I missing? Is there, are there a lot of ingredients left, or am I only missing, like, a couple? Because I got jello, water. There's seven ingredients left. There's seven? There's a bunch? <laughs> yeah. What the frick are they putting into this thing? Okay. All right. Well, I got my work cut out for me then. Uh, okay. Is there salt? Yes, there's salt. Okay, is there pepper? No. Uh, are there any other spices in the spice category, like dried, sprinkly spices? Um, there's no dried spices. Okay. What the hell? All right, is there any other seafood in it? No, just the tuna. Hmm. Is there fruit? No. What? Are there vegetables? Yes. Okay, are are there multiple vegetables? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know what will be worse, vegetables or fruit. Because on one hand, it's already fruity because it's got the lemon jello. But on the other hand, it's got tuna fish in it. Vegetables might go better with tuna fish, but it's already got jello in it. So, oh my God. Listeners, this is the sound of a human being just, ha- just breaking down, just breaking and... <laughs> Oh God! All right, and I thought last week's episode was bad <laughs> with with the the, the mustard salad jello oh, yeah. mold. That this that that's a walk in the park. That's not, honestly this sounds like a treat compared to whatever this is. Okay. Um. All right. So are the rest of the ingredients left vegetables? Not all of them. Not all. Oh, there's does, two. Oh, does it have milk in it or cream? No. What? How is it creamy? Just because of the tuna fish? No. Oh, oh I see. Oh, okay, there's there's another curveball here that I'm not excited about. It's is, not really a curveball. Is it cheese? No, it's not really a curveball. Flour? If you've ever made, like, tuna salad. If I've ever made tuna salad. Well, if you've ever a... lived in a world where tuna salad exists. <sighs> Mayonnaise? Yes. Oh, God, that makes it even worse. <laughs> I would have preferred cream over mayonnaise with my lemon jello. <laughs> uh, what are the vegetables? Uh, is it carrots? No. Peas? No. Uh, what fucking vegetables do they like in the freaking old time? Corn? No. Is it is it a vegetable that st- that, that man still eats and consumes? Mm, that's debatable. Oh, <laughs> well then, this makes it exciting. <laughs> Uh, I was all right. One of what them. What letters it start with? I was gonna say one of them we have in our fridge, and Cabbage? one we don't. Cauliflower. Also, the one we have in our fridge, I don't know if it technically counts as a vegetable, but I'm counting it as a vegetable. Ginger. No. Brussels sprouts. No. Peppers. No. Uh, did you hear me say cauliflower? I did, and no. <laughs> uh, hmm. It comes in like a can or bottle. A can or a bottle. Um, hmm. Beets? No. Because uh, pickles? It's in your sauce. It's in my sauce. Capers? 
Olives? Yes. Oh, God. There's olives in it, too? Yeah. Why? Oh, my God. And there's so there's one more vegetable? Yeah. It's a vegetable we, like, almost never buy. Lettuce? No. I, I give up. What's the, what's the other vegetable? Celery. Celery. Oh, that makes sense. They love their celery back in, like, the 40s or whatever. Yeah, let's see. Is, is that the whole recipe? Am I missing anything else? You're missing three ingredients. I'm still missing three in- Oh, my. How? How are there still three things to put into this friggin' like, solidified vomit? Um, Eggs? Yes. Okay, eggs. There's three hard-cooked eggs diced. Hard-cooked. Hard-boiled eggs. Yep. That's better than them being raw. I don't think it is. Um, I don't think it is. I, I think it is because it doesn't get cooked. Oh, it doesn't get cooked? It's a jello. Last week's one got cooked. Oh, wait, yeah, they said it? they boiled up the friggin' Jello egg mixture. Something. Yeah, that's true. Oh, oh, oh no, I don't care. Whatever. There shouldn't be eggs in lemon Jello. Oh. Um. One is like a one is just like a whatever, and then one is like a seasoning kind of onion powder. No. Okay. Well, we'll get... it's related to ginger. Kind of, probably not actually at all. But ah, surely, mind. surely it is Thai ginger, also known as galangal. I'm sure they had a lot of that floating around in like 1950s America, right? It's galangal, isn't it? No, sorry. Damn, damn, damn. I don't. Uh, give me a hint. What's it start with? H. A horseradish. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> Every time I I get a new ingredient with this, it just gets worse. All none right. of these. None of these flavors go together there's one ingredient left it's a liquid it's a liquid is it and it's not water right no you already guessed water okay, i already guessed water uh, well you know what it's got to be piss right it's pee. <laughs> like they just you know hey hey check out this new recipe uh we we, we took lemon jello okay that sounds good and we put tuna fish in it oh no 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 and horseradish no 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 and eggs and mayo oh no 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 and piss, I, I just, I just, I had a, a full bladder and just peed right into it. You know, honestly, that that's the least offensive ingredient so far. It's not pee. It's not pee. Oh, damn it. Um, uh, I need another letter hint here. V. Oh, vinegar. Yeah. Ugh. That is all of the ingredients. Very good. Very nice. <laughs> so it's one package nice. lemon gelatin, one cup hot water, half cup cold water, half cup mayonnaise. Two tablespoons vinegar, a pinch of salt, one teaspoon horseradish, one can breast o chicken tuna drained and flaked. I don't know why there was a tuna called breast o chicken. Breast o chicken? Is it chicken and tuna? Um, <laughs> three quarter cup. You know what? I don't want to know the answer to that question. Chopped ripe olives, one half cup minced celery, three hard cooked eggs diced. Dissolve gelatin in hot water, blend in cold water. Add mayonnaise, vinegar, salt, horseradish. Beat until smooth with rotary beater. Place in freezer tray until set about one inch from edges, 15 to 20 minutes. Beat in bowl until fluffy. Fold in tuna, ripe olives, minced celery, and hard-cooked eggs. Chill in one-quart mold until firm. Serve six. Six? (laughs) Yeah. Six? So, you know, if you invite your six, like, worst enemies over. (laughs) You invite the six people you never want to speak with again. The six people you want to poison. A standardized Jello thing, though, like it's not a quart. I don't know what a standardized. Jello that's what thing I assume. Is. Like a quart, like, I don't know, a quart of milk is like 
I don't know. That's pretty for six. Whatever. Divided. You could divide that by a million, so that each person is eating like a millimeter of it, a microgram, and it would still be too much. It that, would. That's that's horrifying. That's. You know, I don't feel. I feel a little bad now. Like we're always dunking on like the UK with all their <laughs> shitty food creations, but like, hey, right here in America, people are fucking combining lemon jello and horseradish and fucking tuna cum for whatever fucking reason they thought was a good idea. We don't eat those things anymore, though. That's true. We've we've, we've moved on. We have from moved our on as, as a culture <laughs> beyond that. <laughs> we learned some things are not meant to be traveled with. Mankind has learned this. I just, I don't get, like, all these old recipes, these, like, jello mold recipes. Like, why did they just think, like, hey, let's take 15 foods that don't go together and we'll put them in a jello mold because that'll be good, right? I don't know. Was it because they were like, jello's the future? Gelatin, everything will be suspended in gelatin in the future. People had, in the, the far off year of 2001. People will be flying around in spaceships and flying cars and everything you have will be eaten from a jello mode. It'll be, it'll, everything will be suspended in gel. You'll I go mean, to... it does seem a little futuristic, just everything kind of floating in there. I guess it kind of looks outer spacey, but just like... Maybe, okay, here's what I'm guessing. Is they thought that it... You know how when you go to school, there's the one fat kid who just was like, put all your food on my tray and I'll eat it. And everyone's like, ew, gross. But then afterwards, they're like chanting his name like, yeah, you're the coolest. And like, I think people did that, but without the eating part. They just wanted to see the gross factor. They want to see the gross out, wacky, cool, like look at all the foods like all together. And they just did that. And there were works of art and like abstract art modern art and then just at some point something happened just like some weird thing just like a millisecond got cut out of this timeline where everybody forgot that it wasn't meant to be eaten <laughs> i they, was gonna say there I... were sculptures it would be like if people just start eating statues like no we don't eat statues of course not we don't eat jello with with horseradish <laughs> i was say i wonder if it has something to do with like color photography being invented like all food must be colorful yeah, chicken isn't colorful stick it in jello yeah. make it green you know we could put this 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 uh this tuna fish and this gray just mass creamy goo we could put that into a into a ring shape you know it's, it's it doesn't look right it doesn't catch the eye though we we got to put it into a jello that has a color so bright yellow bright yellow the color of piss the color of cheese the color of fruit and it's pie doesn't matter put put creamy ass tuna fish into it Oh, I can't take much more of this. So, check, please. We're done. Well, that about wraps it up for this week's edition of Four Couples Food Guide Deep Dish. Remember, we are, in fact, the only podcast left where you're more likely to learn about cereal than serial killers. Search recipes, cooking tips, and other cool stuff on our website, poorcouplesfoodguide.com. And don't forget, you can always write into us at mail at poorcouplesfoodguide.com to ask for any food advice you may need. You could also send in any comments, feedback, criticism, hate mail, love mail, chain letters, postcards, and whatever random pondering should pass your mind. Once again, that's mail at poorcouplesfoodguide.com. Or if you like, you could hit us up on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram as well. While you're at it, try and give us some ratings and reviews on whatever podcast platform you're using. Apparently, it really helps us gain traction and exposure, which is great while we try to help Deep Dish's audience grow. Even big, famous podcasters ask their audiences do, so it must be helpful to some degree. Yeah, and uh, next week, we'll be serving up a true rarity among foodstuffs. A British favorite that's actually good. 
And by a British favorite, I mean it's a world-famous curry dish with uh, kind of disputed origins that range from a Middle Eastern chef slapping it together one night in Scotland to a Bangladeshi chef creating it based on Indian Punjab cuisine to an Indian family of restaurant chefs who say that it's been passed down in their family for decades before it hit it mainstream. Think you know what it is? Guess in the comments section on social media, and if you get it right, we'll feature you with a super cool shout out in a future episode. Until then, everybody, we bid you a good day and good eats. So stay hungry and keep feeding that brain. And tummy. Did you know you can save up to 58% off MSRP on furniture and mattress items? I just read an ad that showed up on my newsfeed.